Hey guys, Darren Bentley here. And before we get started, I wanted to make a special announcement. We have officially opened registration for the Private Money Conference, which is a three-day live event where you will learn directly from Jay and his team how to raise thousands of dollars in private money to fund all of your real estate deals. Now, in today's changing market, more and more people are losing out to other investors because most of those investors have the cash to fund these deals. Did you know that you are missing out on 87% of the real estate deals out there because you don't have access to private money? Sadly, most real estate investors don't even know this is the reason why they continue to lose deal after deal. And with everything that's happening in the market today, you absolutely need every advantage available to you. And having access to unlimited amounts of private money is your big advantage. So to register for this live event, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event, where you will be able to lock in your seat for this live in-person three-day event, which takes place June 12th, 13th, and the 14th in beautiful North Carolina. But you got to be fast because there are a limited number of seats, and when they are gone, they're gone. So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Connor and his team, head over to jayconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jayconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor. I'm Jay Connor, the Private Money Authority, and your host. And let me give you a special welcome, particularly if this is your first time to tuning in. Here on the show at Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor, we talk about all things that relate to real estate investing from single family houses to commercial deals to self storage to land to anything that you can imagine, even note investing, anything that you can imagine that relates to real estate investing. This show is for you, whether you are a seasoned real estate investor or a brand new real estate investor. Here's why. First of all, we talk about private money a lot on this show, how to get funding for your deals, regardless of your experience or your credit or your verification of income. You know, whether you're seasoned or you're brand new, everybody is always looking for new funding for your deals. As a matter of fact, on today's show, my special guest, we will be talking about creative ways to get funding for your deals, uh, regardless as to whether you have private money lined up or not. In addition to that, people are always looking for ways to find really, really hot deals. We talk about that on the show here. We talk about how to automate your business, how to sell properties very, very quickly in order to reduce your carrying costs. But before I introduce to you uh, my guest today, I want to give a special gift to you. You see, I mentioned a moment ago, I'm known as the Private Money Authority. So if you are seasoned or brand new and you want more funding for your deals, I've got a free gift for you. And that is, I just recently launched my brand new membership, which is titled the Private Money Academy. It's a monthly membership where I am live at least two times a month 
for the entire academy where we do a hot seat. We analyze your business, help put a plan together to expand your business and scale it and grow it very quickly. Uh, I answer Q&A every time live uh, twice a month for academy members. We got a closed Facebook group where you can ask questions at any time. It's a very, very expansive and live forum. And we also have brand new training content for the Academy members every month. Well, I've got a brand new uh, offer here, brand new, and it's free. You can have free access to the Academy uh, for four weeks. And I'm going to give you the URL right now to where you can go take advantage of this free gift uh, after we finish the show. And that's www.jayconner.com dot com forward slash trial T R I A L that's J Connor J A Y C O N N E R dot com forward slash trial T R I A L. So you may be tuning in on YouTube or you may be on Facebook or you may be listening to iTunes or Google Play or one of our platforms. And so no matter where you're tuning in from, uh, we need your help. Please subscribe, rate, and review. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure and subscribe and hit that little bell so you can be notified every time that we go live with a new guest and new training. And speaking of guest and training, today is no exception to the past where I've got a fantastic expert guest to join me. And so I'm so excited to have him on. Before I bring him out of the green room and bring him on here live on the show, let me tell you just a little bit about my friend. First of all, he is a three-time best-selling author. Uh, one of his books, Real Estate on Your Terms, we'll be talking about that. Secondly, The New Rules of Real Estate Investing. And also, he is co-author with Monica Sawyer's Real Estate Investing for Women. He's also the founder and CEO of SmartRealEstateCoach.com. And he's the host of the Smart Real Estate Coach podcast. In addition to that, He's been in real estate for almost 30 years now. His experience ranges from constructing new homes back in the 1990s and owning a realty executive franchise to running his own investments, commercial and residential. Well, today he runs his own buying and selling businesses with his family team, which purchases about two to five properties every month. So this guy is still in the trenches today and knows exactly what's going on. He's an expert in the realm of terms. Uh, he's also an, an expert on how to take your business from part-time to full-time. And he has this very, very special strategy and formula that he employs and also educates his students on, which is called the three paydays. With that, I'm excited to have on and introduce to you my special guest today, Mr. Chris Prefontaine. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Jay. Good to be back, buddy. Good to see you as always. <laughs> good to see you too. And I tell you folks, one special reason I love having Chris here on the show is because Chris and I have got the same exact core values and ethics when it comes to doing business. It's all about putting the other person first, whether you're talking to a buyer or you're talking to a seller or you're talking to a private lender. Chris believes exactly the same thing that I do, and that is put other people first and you don't have to worry about yourself, just sort of like Zig Ziglar said. So Chris, I uh, had you on the show. Um, I guess it's been coming up on a year ago. I least track of time. 
But since that time, we've had this crazy thing called COVID-19 come along, uh, coronavirus. So first of all, if you would, Chris, share with the audience, uh, how have you been dealing with the corona, COVID-19? How's it affected your business? And what have you done to adapt? And has your business increased, decreased, or stayed the same? Yeah, thanks, Jay. Uh, it's interesting because when this happened, so I'm going to go back to March when it started to happen. I said to my son, uh, Nick, and my son-in-law, Zach, I said, okay, I'm hoping what we built post-crash uh, was built to what our expectations were, which was to weather all storms. It really was built to do that. And so uh, our business has tripled in, in the amount of properties we're doing, as has all the students so super happy with it, super pleased with it. It's still, as you know, nobody knows the answer, right? The billionaires don't know, the economists don't know. So the jury's still out, but so far we're just, we're not getting by, we're thriving. Uh, and I love to see that for the students because it's almost like they had an, it's not even an artificial, it's just a massive pump up in business. Um, I, I think a lot of that's because the banks are making it very difficult for your conventional buyers, which makes it difficult for the sellers. I see that especially in the higher end, you know, the jumbo loans. Uh, over and over and over again. So I love, and I think you do too, dealing with those buyers that are truly great buyers. They just need a little bit of time. So that's the, the kind of path we took since April. What do we change? Um, only thing we change as a team is virtual meetings every morning because we're virtual except for one day a week now. And then uh, the from the from the standpoint of sellers, we started about a year and a half, probably, probably the time I was on your show or earlier, we started pivoting to virtual anyway. It's just now that it's overwhelmingly accepted by the sellers, whereas before it was a bit of a sell to let them know how we're going to do things virtually. So uh, I'll, I'll end that question or that answer with my son-in-law said to me the other night, we're at dinner privately, the family. And he said, I got to tell you, I think COVID coincidentally is one of the best things that ever happened to our company and our portfolio. So probably a little bit different answer than most people give, but that's been, it's been a, a disguised blessing for us so far. Real quick, y'all, you guys already know that I don't run any ads on this and I don't sell anything. And so the only ask I can ever ask of you guys is that you help me spread the word so we can help more real estate investors make more money, feed their families, and have the private money they need to fund their deals. And the only way we can do that is if I ask you to rate and review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is you can just leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds or one type of the thumb. It would mean the absolute world to me. And more importantly, it may change the world of someone else. Well, when you say your son said, uh, dad, coincidentally, I think this has uh, been a blessing for us. Um, you may or may not have heard of my definition of coincidence, but my definition of coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. I love it. <laughs> love well, it. your story, Chris, and your results and your experience since COVID-19 is exactly the same as mine. My business has tripled both my coaching business and my buying and selling house business um, so, uh, year to date uh, since January. Of course, you know, COVID came in strong in March. Um, I have bought and sold more houses this year than any year since I went full time back in 2003. Um, my coaching business has skyrocketed. And I think another reason for that is because what you just said, virtual, 
And I really cannot tell you. I wish I wish I could tell you. Well, I can, I can give you part of the reason. Part of the reason our real estate investing business had skyrocketed is because I was and you were prepared for the increase in business. Um, for the all cash deals, we have plenty of private money on the shelf ready to take advantage of serving all those people and et cetera. But the, but the demand itself, I must say, I can't, I cannot give you a definitive answer, but I'm thankful for it on both the buying and selling side. And we were prepared to take care of it. Now, your, your popular business model that you talk about, your strategy is a strategy that's called the three payday strategy. Uh, and we talked about it uh, last time you were on the show, but uh, we got a whole lot more additional new viewers and, and audience members since then. So from scratch, how about explain your three day strategy or three payday strategy and what that means? Yeah. So the three paydays is on the exit. So we buy them on lease purchase or owner financing, sometimes subject to, but all of our exits, almost all of our exits are going to be uh, rent to own. And when we do that, we create the three paydays that I know you're familiar with, but the first payday is a non-refundable down payment. And the second payday is the difference between what I'm paying the underlying mortgage on that's in the seller's name or the uh, seller directly if it's owner financing. And what I'm collecting for my buyer, my, my buyer who needs time to get financing, that's payday two. And then payday three is the is pretty cool because it's not only the cash out, the markup and the price that we were able to achieve, but it's also all of the principal pay down. Um, when you start looking at principal pay down on some of these deals, of course, the longer the term, the better, right? But when, you, when you're talking about owner financing deals, Jay, we only do owner financing deals when we buy when they're free and clear properties. So we're doing always principal only pay downs. And so over the course of three, four, five, seven, ten, my building 20 years, you got some massive principal pay down. So I, I love the three paydays. I also love the longer terms, especially during COVID. So let's just make sure um, our audience uh, understood what you just said. So you said the majority of these deals that you're doing the three payday strategy and those three paydays again are on the selling side when you're selling the home, uh, they are, you're getting the non-refundable option fee or down payment. You're getting positive cash flow between what you got coming in, what you got going out per month. And uh, the third one, what'd you say the third one was? Principal pay down. And if there's any mark up from what we purchased to what we're selling. Gotcha. So that principal pay down means you, and then this is what I want everybody to not miss you're buying homes from sellers and the way you're funding those deals and the way the, 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 the way this third payday happens, you're buying those houses with the seller being your lender. The seller is your bank. The seller is taking a note back and selling to you with seller financing, or you bought it subject to the existing note. Is that right? That's correct. When they're free and clear, the seller financing we prefer so that we can structure whatever we want for principal pay down. And the third way buying them would be lease purchase. So more of a sandwich, sandwich lease. Gotcha. So what are the reasons? What are the benefits? Why have you decided to exit with the rent to own strategy versus uh, putting it in the MLS and cashing out? Yeah, mainly it's the three paydays, Jay, but I'll tell you, uh, pre-COVID, but certainly more so now to our earlier comments, both of us, 
the amount of buyers, the buyer pool of people that can't walk in a bank today and get financing, and then especially when you get to jumbo and above, is crazy. We had a guy, I'll give you a direct example. I think it's always easier to understand. Uh, $1.3 million house one of our students had. A buyer saw that same home, had it under agreement, COVID hit. He has a 760 credit, but he didn't have enough down that the bank wanted to see some ungodly amount, like two and a half year reserves, 25% down. He had like 10% down. So he he thought he lost that house. Uh, my student picked it up. Uh, we did together. We partnered on it. And this guy came out again for the same house and did a rent to own on it because we're going to give him the two-year ramp he needs to save more money to satisfy the bank. Well, those are everywhere right now. Like the buyer pool is enormous. Prior to COVID, I, I used the percentage of like 60 to 80% of the buyers couldn't get financing if you took a snapshot in time. I don't know what the number is today, but it's bigger. And, and so they need our help. And that's the cool thing about a very healthy relationship. Sort of what you said earlier. If we put their interest for us, it's a win-win, big win-win right now, helping these people. So I'm going to ask you a question that you could actually take three days live seminar to answer. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have three days. Uh, so let me just ask you to let your consciousness just flow and, and just answer it the best that you can. Um, from the 30,000 foot view. Here's the question. When you and um, your students are talking to a potential seller, of course, all these sellers we're talking about where you buy creatively on terms are off market. Clearly you're not buying these properties in the multiple listing service. They're off market. When you are beginning a conversation and establishing rapport, and getting information on the property. We know that the seller of that property in most cases either has not considered or even thought about the possibility of selling their property on terms. They are thinking somebody's just going to buy this house. So my three day seminar question is, what is your talk of? How do you convince someone to agree to sell their house on terms? Before you answer this question, Chris, I want you to explain to everybody and, and, and unpack what does it actually mean to sell on terms? Let's, let's get that clear. Sure. And after you, after you clear up black and white, easy peasy, really what does it mean to sell on terms? How do you can how do you convince somebody to do that when they never consider doing that? And when the conversation started with them, they're anticipating, you know, getting a check and getting all their money. Yeah, absolutely. So terms to us, because it does mean different things to different people, as you and I said off the air. Uh, terms to us is simply lease purchase, owner financing, and or subject to, because we combine some of these strategies. That's what terms is to us. Those are the three areas we live in. Um, the conversation, this, the, the question you asked with the convincing is by far the biggest thing we get in live trainings. So it's not convincing. Look, so just to clarify that. So it's like the same reason you would go to an auto body or an attorney or an accountant, because you have something you're trying to either fix, improve or accomplish because it's not always negative, especially with debt-free properties. It's not negative. They just want the most. So that's that. So first and foremost, I have a simple question at the beginning of the conversation. Jay, if you were to get your price, I haven't seen your home yet, but if you were to get your price, 
Are you open to doing that on a lease purchase or owner financing? Now, most say, well, I just want to sell it outright. And my answer is, I get it. 99% of the sales I deal with say that. Of course, I would want to sell tomorrow for full price cash and have no issues, right? But the reality is this, Mr. Seller, uh, you have a, a, a significant part of the buyer pool right now that can't do that. They can't, they can't, do, they can't buy your home because of financing. Now, that is made, it's made even easier for me to explain with COVID. It's even, it's even worse for them. So that's the conversation. And then back to the convincing, there is no convincing. If they can A, wait for their cash, if they have any in the house, any equity left, and B, I can solve whatever issue they have. Uh, give you some off the top of my head. I'm moving to Texas. My family's already there. I want to be there for the holiday. I have two homes. I can't keep them both during COVID. Uh, I owe about what it's worth. I can't afford a realtor. If there's any motivation for selling that makes sense for me to solve, I can solve it as long as one of two things aren't in the mix. One, I need my cash right away. Two, I'm a year behind and there's no equity in my house. Like Those are the two things that I just can't do anything with typically. But every other scenario, if they can wait, uh, we can solve it with a lease purchase or owner financing or subject to. So is that... Was that a condensed enough or two condensed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you took three days and put it in three minutes, yeah. um, which is what I wanted you to do. So what would you say is a realistic uh, percentage of people that you're talking to? And I, I, this is putting aside those that you can't help. Like, you yeah. know, those, those scenarios you just, I mean, you know, they're a year behind and they have no equity. <laughs> Right. right. You, but that, you know, those that do have equity, those that, you know, the math would work if they get it and they can wait. What percentage of those people that you talk to actually end up being, you know, agreeable to selling on terms in some kind of structure? Yeah, about a third. But but let me clarify where the third came from. The third have already been weeded out by virtual assistants who spoke to them and they said, yeah, I'm somewhat open. Have someone call me. You know, they weren't shutting it down totally. They could wait for their equity. So out of those that we get, about a third are open to terms. Now, I can't tell you an accurate metric from April 1 to now segregated. I can just tell you ongoing, we're about a third. Uh, so it's a significant amount. Look, here's a stat. This is a cool thing. Some of us, our, our company and some of our students are niching down just to do owner financing, just to target free and clear properties. Well, if you look at this different stats, but if you look at the stats, about a third of the properties in the United States are debt free or close to it. That's a lot of properties. You don't need to talk to many of those. Uh, these three paydays, those those free and clear properties, if you get four year terms, you're talking about six figure deals right, right across the board. If you get a house that's 200 grand or higher and you get four years or more in the principal payments, you're talking six figures, three paydays. I, you don't need to do you know, 50 of those a year. Uh, you can go out and try to do that, but you don't need to do that for most people. Uh, so super, super, super lucrative for both parties uh, if if that's the criteria. So probably a longer answer to, to your good question. That's good. Um, would you say most of these sellers you're able to negotiate, that you, that you do negotiate terms, they are willing to take payments or whatever. Uh, would you say most of those are principal only payments or do some people you have to pay interest? Okay, good question. So in the mix of what we do, about 20% of the properties we take under contract are free and clear. And yes, we do those with principal only payments. Now, there's been a hybrid or two. I'll give you two real examples. We did our office building 
and the owner is a very sophisticated investor, owns probably not the largest landowner, but one of the largest on island here where we live. And so he sold me the building and he said, I want five and a half percent interest. This is a year and a half, two years ago. I said, well, we usually pay principal. So here's what we did. We both loved it. From when I closed on it in this, uh, November of 18, all my payments, and they were tiered up payments, were principal all the way until about September of 19. So long and short of it is I took that principal of 550 and had it paid down to 490 without a penny of interest. Then he amortized it at 5% and he got his way and I got my way. There's no way I would have got a 60 grand pay down in principle by doing a conventional mortgage. He knew that and I knew that. So we both got our way. Uh, that's one example. The, the other way we do things is, uh, let's say I'm three years into a four year owner financing term. This was an exact deal. And every holiday season, I send them a note or an email. And I say, look, I know you got three years left or two years left as we click along. Uh, if I was to prepay, 6,000 was, was in this case. I think it was 6,200. Prepay. So I take it from another deal. I prepay some principal. Will you extend it a year? So I get another year of principal pay down. That's, of course, if my buyer is not ready to cash out, it works even better. We did that two years in a row with a particular property. The third year, last Christmas, they called us and said, will you do that thing again? And I said, well, instead of that, why don't we do this? If you guys don't need the cash, why don't we change your note that's going to be coming up next year? Why don't we change that to an interest rate of 4.2? And why don't we put that out 15 years for a balloon? So a four-year deal on a financing principle only became a five, then became a six, then became a 21-year deal. So that's why I said earlier, you can mix and match some of these strategies depending on what the motivation is of the seller. And in this case, they didn't need the money. And their accountant loved it that they were going to start getting some interest. So we do sometimes. That was, a, that was another long answer, but I hope that helped. Oh, it did help because what you just explained was a real life example of the deal after the deal, after exactly. the deal, after the deal. Exactly. <laughs> so um, that's a great example of, I mean, you know, when I first heard years ago that sellers of homes, of houses, of single family houses would be willing to take a note out 15 years, I thought to myself, who in the world <laughs> would wait 15 years. I mean, they might be dead by then. Who would wait 15 years to get their money? And, I, and the light bulb finally came on to me years ago. Well, the same answer is to, the same, to a different question. Who in the world would be willing to sell their property and agree to leave the mortgage in their name and trust me to make the payments? The answer is the same. And the answer is, I can't make a decision and have the same motivation as somebody else for the seller. They do things for their own reasons. Right. I do things for my reasons and I need, and we need to let them make their choice. Right. One of the biggest exactly. mistakes I made when I started in real estate investing was making decisions for other people or Correct. deciding in my mind what I thought they would do or they would not do. And I, I don't have a clue what somebody else is going to do until I give them the choice. So my lands, give them the choice, right? Yeah. To your last point there about making the decisions pre COVID too many of our students and us when we first started would say, if they asked us how long a term, we may have come out with a term back then, like four years. Now, simply by changing how we answer that, we're getting five, seven, 10 and 20 just as easy as we were getting three to five. And the simple question when they say how long, is 
if you got your number, I don't know if you got your number, what's the longest you could see yourself going in terms? And I am pleasantly surprised, I won't say shocked, at how many sellers are programmed to say things like, well, I wouldn't go out 30 like a regular mortgage, but I might go out 20 or I might go out 10, <laughs> like automatically they do. And so it took us four or five years to figure that one out, but all the students, new students now, so you think we would have had to figure it out first. New students, as soon as we told them that technique, thought that was normal and they're getting those long terms. Chris, uh, you're the expert on terms. I'm the expert on private money. Uh, but I got a question for you and your students to play with, and I want to hear how it goes. So the question that uh, you just said was, well, what's the longest you could go? I would love to play with this question. And that question would be, well, when they say, well, you know, how long have I got to go? I'd like to ask them, well, how many years would you like to continue receiving monthly income? I love it. <laughs> Simple and to the point. <laughs> well, I don't want to ever, I don't want to ever stop getting monthly income. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that one. Thank you for the share. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it just Good came to my mind. It may be a stupid idea, but I don't know. Sometimes what I think is stupid works and vice versa. So a phenomenal idea. <laughs> so um, the next question, you talk about operating um, in the midst of this current chaos. You talk about operating in the perfect triangle. What does that mean? What is the perfect triangle that you talk about? Yeah, I, I thought of this right when COVID hit and literally I moved home to the home office here. And that was, we've got a really cool community, like really a, a family environment in the office and amongst our community. So I said this. Um, if we can all attach ourselves to one side of the triangle, a cause, just a cause, like a major mission, like right now, because of the chaos, sellers and buyers are, some of them are afraid, but all of them need a guide. They're like screaming for help. And in some cases, literally don't know, should I sell? Can I sell? Does this work? So find a cause that can then the second piece of the triangle actually affect lives, like affect them generationally affect them. That's what we're doing. We're going to affect generationally these people that thought they couldn't buy or sell. And that's going to forever be in their family. And then third, and, and, not, and affect our lives as well. And then third piece of the triangle is get paid to do it. So find a cause, go out and affect lives positively, including your own, and then get paid to do it. I don't think that triangle has ever been so prevalent because of the chaos right now, because of the need for a guide and someone to like take them by the hand. Uh, there was a there was a, a major survey done, Jane. I'm going to forget the name. One of my mentors told me about it. Uh, they do a trust survey every year. It's not because of COVID. They happen to do it right around COVID. But the number one thing with sellers and buyers was this trust factor. Like they just want a guy that they can trust. And that perfect triangle is, is where we could camp out. It's a beautiful way to describe win, win, win. Final question, final question, Chris, for this show. And that is given your experience, we've had COVID come along. Uh, both you and I uh, lived through 2008, 2009. I mean, you've been doing this real estate investing thing for 30 years, yourself and your family. What's the best advice you can give um, today on how to prepare to handle the next recession? When's the next recession? Well, if we any of us knew that, we could retire today. We wouldn't but be here. <laughs> what? What? I mean, is there going to be another recession? Of course. Is yeah. there going to be another stock market crash? Of course. You know, it's, it's cycle, 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 cycle. 
So what do we need to do to prepare? Sure. I mean, I could go a couple of different directions here, personal and business, but I, let's go business first. Um, I, will, I will personally tell you, in my opinion, never, ever, ever sign personally on a bank piece of paper pledging your assets. That's my opinion, except for maybe an exception of your own home. Um, I could see that working, but you could still buy that on terms as my family members have. So that's number one. Don't sign personally. Number two. So then you're not worrying about if, 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 if that they're going to come knocking if the market drops. Okay. Number two, um, hang out with someone that's weathered the storms. Jay, you said you and I have gone through 08. I went through 08. I went through 9-11 like you did. I went through my son's accident where he was put in a coma and that was an overnight shot. You know, all these things beat us up, but they also weathered us because unfortunately success without the, the, those trials and tribulations, they're rotten teacher. They really are. So if you're going to do anything in real estate, just hang out with someone that weathered a few storms. That, that's the way to do it. Just don't deviate. There's no reason to reinvent the wheel. And then lastly, on a personal note, pre-08, pre I know I would have no problem, no problem whatsoever having a personal residence that had that was leveraged, 70, 80, 90% of it. I would have no problem doing it. I just said, oh, it's normal. I have a good rate and I'm in real estate. And I will tell you, if you can live on 50% or less of your income and never have to be in that debt or leverage position, you will also sleep better. So if you could tell all these are based on my 08 crash and not needing to stay up at night. When I put my head in the pillow, I want to know that everything's fine. And so that's the, that's a, a, a smidging of a smidgling of what I would tell people to do. Awesome advice, Chris. Awesome advice. So Chris, I know that the audience wants to stay connected with you. So how can folks further the conversation and stay connected and get plugged into Chris Prefontaine? Sure. Thanks, Jay. Uh, they can go to smartrealestatecoach.com. Uh, there's, if they don't mind listening to me babble for another 45 or so minutes, there's a free webinar there. It's content rich. It's not going to teach you how to make a million dollars. It's going to expose you to some more information on what is possible for you. And then, um, if you want, we can actually, I'll, I'll probably get a, I'll get a spanking for this one, but I'll offer a, a free strategy call for anyone that wants to talk, especially with COVID here. Uh, just go to smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash action. That's all. It'll just ask you if you've done deals. If you haven't done deals, no wrong answer. Allows myself or my son-in-law, Zach, to, to help you out with a free strategy call. Um, no ties, no hooks. We'll get on 15 minutes. We'll make it well worth your time. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chris. And parting comments. Um, I, I said some of them in the, in the uh, interview because your, your questions were just spot on. Uh, I don't care what niche you're looking at. You and I are both advocates of exposing all niches. We both do that on our podcast. I love that. So, so find an issue and get behind. I'm not so naive to think it's mine. I'm sure Jay feels the same way. Find one you can get behind. Secondly, find someone in there that has weathered a few storms. And third, don't deviate for three years. Like, just don't. Don't get the shiny object syndrome. You'll have a great experience with that simple formula. I love it. Chris, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me, buddy. Good to see you. Absolutely. And thank you, my audience, for tuning in to another episode of Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor. And I'm so glad you were here. Be sure to tune in for the next show. Here's to taking your real estate investing business to the next level. I'm Jay Conner with the Private Money Authority, and we'll see you then. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.